The management would like to apologize for the content that follows. The management would like to apologize for the excessive number of apologies. We understand that your day is already full with work, school, schools for work, working at schools. We realize that these tedious, endless, and in almost all cases, insincere apologies are deeply offensive. And so, in the spirit of ending our proclivity to apologize for any misstep, however well-intentioned, I would like to say, <clears throat> get bent. And now a word from the New Mexico Ad Hoc TUI Commission on Tourism Expansion. Come to New Mexico, a state full of lizards. They won't crawl up your pants, usually. New Mexico. Good after... Ning. In the studio with us today is a terribly interesting fellow. By his own admission, and verified by the World Council of Rabbits... Rabbis. Um, yes, we have the world's most annoying man. Can you tell us your name? It's Gerald. A and where do you come from? Just outside Boston, born and bred. What is it that makes you so annoying? I'm not sure, actually. It's always been a bit of a mystery to me. But as a small child, I was frequently told how annoying I was, both by my immediate and extended family. Teachers made me sit in the corner. Even in Sunday school, the ministers would tell me they were praying for the demons to come out of me. But I never really understood it. And now, as an adult, do people still claim that you're annoying? Why, indeed they do, Brian. Just this morning, I was standing at the bus stop, minding my own business with my first coffee of the day, when this old woman came up to me and let me know that she had had sufficient quantities of my excrement, which I found a bit strange since I hadn't offered her any. I believe that's a figure of speech. That explains it. Then she jabbed her umbrella into my ribs, and while I was gasping for air, she said I'd better check myself before I'm ruined or something. Uh, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yes, that's it. A and had you quarreled with her before that? No, never said a word to her. Never even made eye contact. Very strange. A and what do you do for a living? I'm a professional kitten cuddler. A cuddler of kittens. Well, I, I have to say, I don't find you annoying at all. You seem like a perfectly charming man, a gentle, may I say, even delicate soul, who simply is getting picked on. What are your thoughts about that? <coughs> I'm going to punch you in the face. Understandable. Come to New Mexico. It really is a state. Seriously. No. Not really Mexico. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen and others, and welcome to Let's Break the Law! Let's bring on the contestants. Okay, that's enough. First, we have our current champion, Pete, or as he's known around the studio, number 54637. He's broken over 400 state and federal laws, not to mention a few he hasn't been charged with. Good evening. Next, we have Lucinda, who has never actually been charged with a crime and insists she has never committed one. Well, here's your chance, Lucinda. 
Hi. Finally, we have Joe, who comes to us with an impressive record of violating law enforcement. Well, that's what the cue card says. Is is that right? You have no idea. Uh huh. Well, uh, you all know the rules of the game. Uh, tell us the crimes you're willing to commit, but if none of the other contestants calls your bluff, you have to carry out the heinous deed and evade 5 0. If you're caught, you lose. And if you're all caught, then the contestant with the longest sentence wins. Our prize tonight a bucket of rusty nails. Everybody ready? All righty then. Pete, as our returning champion, tell us what crime you're willing to commit. Mail fraud. I would definitely commit mail fraud. Ooh, a federal offense right off the bat. Tough bar to clear for any of our other contestants. And a bold move by our champion. I'd commit assault. All day long. Just step over here, you big wussbag. I'd love to assault you. <laughs> no, no need for threats. That's a completely different game show. And at this point, you lose 100 points because simple assault as a state offense does not carry as long a sentence as the federal crime of mail fraud. With a deadly weapon. I'm sorry, you cannot change your answer. And since you'll likely only get probation, I'm afraid we'll have to ask Joe to leave. Now, because I'm small and unable to defend myself, I'll ask our stage managers and former debt collection engineers to escort Joe from the studio and to walk me to my car later. Scary, scary. Now, Lucinda, Pete has set the bar super high. I know you've never committed a crime before, but do you think you're up to it? Or would you like to phone a friend and enter the conspiracy zone? No need. I can top mail fraud. I'd murder you in your sleep, and then dismember your body and feed it to wild dogs just to watch them tear apart your flesh. Wait, she can't do that, can she? I mean, that's just... Okay, I challenge. Do it. Uh, uh, we have a winner and the new mistress of my nightmares. Somebody get me out of here quickly. Come to New Mexico. Someday women might live here. New. Close to Mexico. But not. It's part of America. You can look it up. Hello, my name is Olaf, and I'm a registered Viking. Hi, Hi Olaf. Olaf, I know this is hard for you, and you're very brave for coming here. Is this your first time at Vikings Anonymous? Yeah. We're all here for you, brother. You can put the blood axe away. You're safe here. But what if... No, really, it's partly for everyone else's safety. Thank you. Uh, how long have you been pillage-free? Uh, well, I pillaged a small grocery store yesterday in Encina. Something about the cashier triggered my pillage reflex. Do you know what it was? Well, yeah, there was the cash in the drawer, just sitting there, and some pimple-faced kid guarding it. There might as well have been a pillage me sign on his face. So you see the ability to pillage as an invitation? Well, I guess. Uh, that and, and, and the blood. We all like to see a good skull split open, am I right? <laughs> no one is going to have five that here, Olaf. Our job is to get you to stop pillaging. 
You're a whole you, not just a pillaging debt machine. Well, but I, I kid the people in the grocery store pretty good. When I walk down the street, people jump into the bushes to avoid me. Exactly why you're here, Olaf. These are not good things. You want people to see the warm, wonderful, beautiful Olaf that's waiting inside of you. The same Olaf that you were when you were a boy. Tell us about that little boy. Okay. <clears throat> I, I grew up in a small fishing village outside Trondheim. Uh, my father and brothers and sister and most of our aunts and uncles would go on and on about the raids they were planning. Except for my uncle Halston, who was more interested in whether they were dressed appropriately. You want to make the right impression just before you split a villager's head open, he used to say. He did amazing things with fabric. Anyway, uh, they would plan raids all winter long, and then in the summer, when the weather got nice and the flowers blossomed, I would be in the fields feeding the butterflies. And my great-uncle, Sven the Flesh Ripper, would say, Stay here and guard the insects. I could have killed him for saying that. Well, eventually I did, but that's a whole other story. So how did you begin pillaging? Well, as I grew up into a manly person, I grew these great big muscles, and pretty soon there was hairiness on my face, and my back, and my forehead. Then one day I found myself on the big boat with a bunch of other Vikings, singing songs about drowning old ladies and hacking up infants. So it was the camaraderie that drew you to Pilliginge? Well, uh, that and the gold. Uh, the nasty songs always reminded me of the jewelry I was about to get. Uh, some of the pieces I picked up in Scotland were absolutely darling, with little flowers and patterns. You should have seen the animal heads. Such good craftsmen. Almost seemed like a shame to murder them. But it wasn't really about the gold, was it, Olaf? Well, it might come as a bit of a surprise how important the gold part was. Chicks dig the yules, don't you know? <laughs> but no, it wasn't all about the gold. I like the silver as well. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Come down, everyone. We're here to learn how to relate to other people without hacking their faces off. Yeah, the face hacking is pretty cool too, am I right? <laughs> no, that will be quite enough. We've put those days behind us and moved on. Hurst, you became a plumber, and Magnus, you opened your own froyo stands down by the beach. Oh, come on. These guys would rather be swinging an axe than selling frozen treats to overweight tourists any day. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know what? There's a farmer's market just down the street. They didn't even bring their pitchforks, stupid dirt-eating peasants. We can take them with our bare hands for crying out loudly. What do you say, fellas? Do we have any berserkers in the crowd? <laughs> then let's send them all to Valhalla! <laughs> well, that's it for today, everyone. I'll see you next Tuesday. That's it for episode 7, You Nimrods. Next week, we sacrifice a rutabaga live on air just to listen to it scream. <laughs>